You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast. And uh, full disclosure, I've got a little bit of a cold, so uh, I don't know if you'll be able to tell on the air or not. But we do have a lot of things to discuss this week, as always, because really, if you think about it, that's the point of the show, right? Like, we, we discuss things. So, we have the Rohan House for Want That or Want That Not with me and Mick Storman. We also have a clip from the live open panel discussion at Shorehammer about Warhammer, and we discuss Grey Knights and how to make them good again, and boy, there are some good ideas to enhance Grey Knights and make them what they used to be in 5th edition, which was a top-tier army. And we also discuss some of the uh, announcement for Warhammer Old World and what we speculate why they're doing that and what that will be. And after all that, we have Real Talk with the Pimcron. I think I got a little Southern just there. Real Talk with the Pimcron, and when we're doing some Real Talk, we discuss uh, what is... The difference between Magic the Gathering and Warhammer, and why exactly is Warhammer way, 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 way better than Magic? Um, now, that's not quite fair. I also like Magic, but Warhammer, I feel, is the superior game system, and we will see exactly why I think that, and why, if you disagree with me, you are wrong. So, that is what is going on in this episode. I have just came back from MAGFest 2020. And it's music and gaming festival, and we um we've been going for a number of years, and it is a ton of fun. It's like twenty five thousand people show up, and there's you know nearly twenty four hour a day concerts and panels and just man, it is it is quite the freak show. Like in a good way, there's tons of cosplay, there's tons of just weird ass people, and. Uh, it's it's always a, a fun time. You can just sit in the hallway of the uh, Gaylord National Hotel and just watch people walk by because it is always interesting and always a delight. If it's not some guy, uh, I saw one guy on stilts that uh, was in, I can't remember his name, the villain from Samurai Jack, Aku, I think his name is. There was a guy that had an awesome Aku outfit, but he was like nine feet tall or 10 feet tall. And he had, of course, he had the, you know, uh, d- dress, whatever. Aku is like this amorphous shadow demon. So he had like this dress all over him and you couldn't see the stilts. But I saw him trying to get up the elevator and it was pretty fucking hilarious. He was trying to get up the uh, the escalator and uh, doing that on stilts was hilarious. Anyway, other than that, not much is going on in my life besides being sick. I'm super, super excited about the Caradron Overlord battle to him coming out because they are fixing literally all of the things that I have complained about and that leads me to believe that they do in fact listen to my podcast just like they uh frequently do things that I'm now I'm just joking I know I'm a nobody to them so don't worry about it I don't really believe this but it is funny because a lot of the things I complain about or a lot of things I say later on are changed like I had an article years ago about you know how to improve Warhammer how to streamline it and then there is a good 60% of the things I mentioned in there were put in 8th edition 40k. It's 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 pretty weird. Um, anyway, so the Caradron Overlords are getting a huge overhaul, and I am very, very excited because, like I've said many, many times, 
I wanted to play an army of ships, and what I got was them wanting to make me play a footslogging army via the rules. And now it looks like they're fixing all of that. They are making some ships battle line, and they're um, seemingly fixing the rules for ships in general, which is awesome, making you be able to shoot out of them and stuff like that. So I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, I think that's it. So let's go ahead with the show, and um, you can write in at pimpcron at gmail.com or facebook.com slash pimpcron, and let me know if you want pink or brown pussy. Uh, just kidding. Uh, don't 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 write into that, because I really don't care. Um, you know, I should have got that lady's email, though. She, she probably did care. I don't know. All right, that's it. Listen to the show. Want that, or want that not? Hey, it's Want That, Want That Not. Uh, who's with me today? Mick Storman. Oh, hey, Mick Storman. Hey. I didn't see you there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to respond to that. You were standing right behind me. Yeah. I was, you startled me. You sound very staged. Oh. <laughs> that was 100% authentic. I had no idea you were in the room with me. <laughs> oh, here, what are you doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so today we're, we're covering the Rohan House, which... Mm. Uh, uh, they also have the Rohan Palisades, uh, which apparently, uh, you know, we were talking about this ahead of time, and I said that, see those horse things up at the top? Yep, yep. The top of the Rohan Palisade tower had those. Yep, sure did. And this, then I realized, oh, Rohan and Rohan, it's the same thing. Same thing with the sword. I think the sword had the same thing with its, uh, had the horses at the base, whatever that's called. Um, I don't know. But in the movie, in Lord of the Rings, they had the two horses on the, on the sword. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a nerd, so... Oh, yeah, you're not? Yeah, you know, honestly, I might get some hate for this. I've never been a big uh, Lord of the Rings fan. Oh. I don't don't care for it. So, I mean, it's okay, but meh. Um, I think, you know, the reason why I'm not a big fan is they're three fucking hours long. That's why I'm not a big fan of them. Because yeah, I your attention span's ten minutes. Seriously, dude, okay. I got so much to do but in my life. But then you play Warhammer and it's like three hours. But it's me stri- strategizing uh. and spending time with people. I can't just sit there for three hours and watch a movie. That's the reason why well, I haven't seen the new Star Wars I movies. I think the big thing, too, since we have kids nowadays, like, you don't have the patience... Just, you always have something to do with kids yes. and family. It's just like, I don't have time to sit for two so, and a half hours. So if you have a little bit of free time, mm-hmm. you're not going to spend need, it need, watching a... Yep. You need to utilize and multitask very quickly with kids and whatnot. Anyway. Yes. So we're going on a tirade, <laughs> but yes, that's it. So this Rohan, Rohan house, uh, tell me what it is. It looks like a, a, it would go really well into that time period of a very medieval looking house. It's got like hay um, stuff on the top of the roof. roof. The thatch, yep. yep. It's got a little fence area for your farm animals. It's got two little... Um, um, what are they called? Barrels. Barrels that, um, that go along with you it. You couldn't think of the word barrel? I know. <laughs> barrel jugs. I was thinking jugs the first thing around. Hey, I'm on the spot, man. Anyways. You're, you're a dick. <laughs> I'm here for you. That's the shit I get. Wow. If what are those things? What are those things? Those big round things? Those things? Everyone listen to this podcast. Uh, just, just stop uh, following what, it out of spite. What was that game? A bucket of monkeys? What was it? <laughs> a, a cup of monkeys? You know, I do it on purpose though with, um, with the people that are fanatics of like nerd stuff. Like they, you know, they, they call it uh, Lord of the Rings. So uh-huh. like, what was that movie? King of the Rings. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that movie King of the Rings. And they're like, no, it's Lord of the Rings. I'm like, no, I think it's King of the Rings. <laughs> Have you ever seen those um those memes where it's like uh, Captain Picard and it's like use the Force, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like Gandalf. Uh-huh. It's like I said. 
Uh, so anyway, we're we keep looks, going off. It looks on this. like there's like a um, yeah, it looks like a dwelling of some sort that you you would a commoner would not, live in. I'm not positive if you can get in the build or not. There's a pretty big opening, yeah. but that might just be like a foyer. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, but or maybe a horse stable because maybe that's could be a stable of a and not a house. Was, yeah. yeah. But um, you could easily make it a house. I mean, you could just sure. Um, I really like it. The first thing I'm going to do if I were to buy this is cut off the horse heads. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care for that. No, neither do uh, I. Just make it the same. Um, but I honestly. Uh, this looks like exactly like something you'd find in Skyrim. Yep. Like if you're, you know, um, on the outskirts of a town or whatever, you're going to see this, you're going to see the fence, the barrels. It looks just like Skyrim. Yeah. And, uh, that's not a bad thing. I think it looks really cool. Um, now the way they have it painted, I really like how the boards have been like whitewashed. Yeah. Like it's been, it's definitely uh, weathered yep. seasoned wood. I don't entirely know how you'd pull that off, but, uh, I mean, I guess just dry brushing because, uh. But anyway, looks pretty cool. Yeah. Now it's forty two dollars. Mm-hmm. Where do you think this sits on the on the price scale? Is this too much? Too little? No, I think that's. I was. I don't know. Forty two dollars. I might pay like thirty five. Yeah. Um, but how big is it though? Does it say how big it is? I mean. Um. No. I mean, because you know they everything is to scale. Yeah. So the the models would fit in that doorway. Okay. I mean, it's yeah, so it's it's probably. It's what would you say? Six, eight inches, maybe eight inches. See, the only pro- yeah, the only problem. It seems like something like this. You'd need at least have four of them to look good on the board. If you just have one on the board, it's kind of like, eh. But if you had four of them, yeah. So you're kind of almost forced to buy four. Yeah. To make it and look that'd be one hundred and twenty some dollars. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's an investment if you're you know you want to have something nice and build yeah. a play on. So I would say I would I would definitely it would be a want that for me. Um, sure. It would definitely be a want that for me too, but I I agree with you that I feel like it's just a tad bit on the pricey mm-hmm. side for what it is, forty two dollars. Like you said, thirty five mm-hmm. something like that would be a little more. If you could get three of these for a hundred bucks, okay. Yeah. You know. Well, like one thing I like about it, there's so much you could do with it, these houses too. Like you could make it like you could have like blood sprinkle on the side of the house, like it's a slaughterhouse. Yep. Or you could decorate for Halloween, have pumpkins inside there around the building, and it just seems like a lot you could do with that for um themed battles or events and also like you said this easily could be a horse stable it mm. easily could be a granary it mm. easily could be a house yeah it doesn't necessarily scream house mm. i mean it's okay the title says rohan house okay <laughs> I, like yeah. so Duh. technically it does scream house uh-huh. but <laughs> but for your play you can make it whatever you want yeah and um it'd be really cool if you got like um like a garden you could put around inside those fences mm-hmm. you know that would be pretty cool yep um yeah, it's a little something. Just a little details uh, mean a lot. It, yeah, it makes the, the game more enjoyable. If you put that like on a base, mm-hmm. and you had like the the fence like affixed next to it, uh-huh. and put some like little cabbages or something, yeah. in the, like that would be cool. Next to those, what are those buckets? Cups? What are those? <laughs> uh, those are Dixie cups. <laughs> Barrels. Dixie cup of monkeys. That's yeah. what that game mm, yep, is. Yep. Yeah, I forgot. Um. <laughs> Anyway, it's definitely want that for me. If you can get it slightly cheaper, like if you can find it online cheaper or mm. your local store gives you a discount or something, uh, three for a hundred bucks would not be too bad. Four for a hundred and sixty, no. Yeah, that's that's, that's a, quite the wad. Yeah. So anyway, that is definitely a want that for me, and that's a want that for you, right? Yep. Awesome. Rohan House gets two thumbs up. Now here's an idea. Any other topics you want to discuss? Something you're happy about? Something? Oh, hold on. How about uh, GW bringing back Fantasy Battle? I mean, we don't know anything about it yet. They said it's coming for years, but it's it's news. I got an orc army at home, so. 
They they like vaguely announced that Warhammer Fantasy: The Old World is coming back in like three years. They said more than two years. I think is what they said. But my my first thing when I saw that is like, what is their reason for saying this this far out in the development? Like I. So it's it's so that way you can buy expensive models via Forge World, and so that way. So the big the big thing that I have about that is that they're probably gonna if they do this old world stuff. Are your models going to be able to be completely usable in the in Age of Sigmar? Because in 40k versus Horus Heresy, I've got plenty of Space Wolves that I would die to play that have no rules in Age uh, in uh, 40k because they're 30k models. Or you know who has a Primarch that they can't play because that guy isn't here yet. Also, wouldn't your Primarch be like super small compared to what he would be now in 40k? Yeah. Uh, I know exactly why they're bringing it back. They have a surplus of small or of square bases. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I also I also agree on the the Horus Heresy. If Adeptus Mechanicus got access to their Forge World 30k models, our unit selection choice would triple. I think bringing back the fantasy battles is a great idea, but I worry that they're going to do the square bases and they won't be interchangeable because it'd be great to, for there's so many people with Bretonians with so many of those old armies that aren't around. Tomb Kings. Tomb Kings. And they're going to, and they said they're going to use square bases. So you're not going to be able to interchange it with AOS. And that's going to be the real problem, I think. I think that uh, during the Dark Ages, Mantic was gaining ground. And now Warhammer just wants to strangle Mantic dead because the Kings of War still exists. I, yeah, I think that's the only reason that it's coming in is because of Kings of War and that they're threatening their IP and basically games of, uh, GW is greedy bastard, so they want to protect themselves. So they basically are going to keep um, all, they're going to basically resurrect everything they possibly can in order to keep everyone buying GW products. And like you said, if they're a completely different system like Horus Heresy and they're not even applicable in the two different games, then it'd be a, yeah, you have to buy them. So, and the other one is uh, I haven't really seen it here, but the Ninth Age is the other one they want to get in on. Um, I mean, one of my favorite fantasy YouTubers switched over to that, and it's it seems really good. Um, so they may want to, you know, get get that IP back and get the money from people with releasing new models because there is still a market for it. Um, and uh, they just started releasing before they killed. Warhammer Fantasy, dope models for Tomb Kings, so they'd be super dope when they bring it back, and that's what I want. Yeah. New dope Tomb Kings models. <laughs> I mean, some of their stuff was aged, but most of it, I mean, a lot of the newer kits were pretty nice. The Sepulcher Stalkers and all that. Yeah. Or Sepulcher, whatever. Uh, what else? Nobody else on this? Okay, another topic? <laughs> so, we're going back to the superior game system. Hashtag most superior game system. But... Can we just talk about? Can we just talk about what we're going to do to make Grey Knights great again? Uh, do you not remember Fifth Edition? Oh, hold on, hold on. We got some. We got some Grey Knight comments coming inside. Grey Knight player coming up. The only thing I can really speak on. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, since Demon Hunters, really the uh, with the Boulder Discipline and Shock, uh, really that is starting to move them in the right direction. But I believe what would change everything is to make their smite a seven or an eight. I mean, they're already getting the plus one, 
and give them back to D3 because I'm sick and tired of a 40-point Imperium unit smiting my squad of Grey Knights and killing three on a roll of five. Okay. Honestly, D3, Mortal Wounds on a roll of seven. Grey Knights are back. You're sick of baby smite, essentially. Uh, they did bring Grey Knights back. They just painted them gold and called them custodes. That's rough, because Custodes are basically what they should have been. And actually, I was just having that conversation the other day with a Custodes player, and I was like, oh, you know, Grey Knights have force weapons, D3 damage, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, no, we've got D3 damage. I'm like, what? So you even have the same, the higher the toughness, more wounds. It's rough. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> strongly disagree, because Custodes, yes, they have a lot. They are an elite army, but it's about the axis of which that eliteness comes from, right? Custodi uh, custodies are meant to be more about the, like, their shooting is pretty decent, but it's really about their close combat being just amazing and zero psychic versus psychic, which should be an axis that you can have victory on. Again, if there's rock, paper, scissors to a, like, of a gaming device, the Grey Knights deserve to be able to have that psychic phase that feels real strong. Yes, they're an elite troop choice and they get those that, but they don't have a psychic phase that really feels strong enough for them. No, and what about the rule where, because I also play Grey Knights, so it kind of pisses me off, where you only have six spells, and you can't cast it more than once except for Smite, so you got to take all these shitty spells that you'd never use in your life just because, oh, Vortex of Doom or whatever it's called, like, whatever. Um, hold on, Matt, first. Well, you know, if, if you take enough Grey Knight units, you can supersede and go back to and recast those spells, but you have to take enough Grey Knight units to double back over and it's just like okay i cast vortex of doom whatever you know it's it's a, a lot of repetitive bullshit that just doesn't matter but i also think you have to play the game ask an ultramarines player how many different spells do you have access to i mean potentially 18 but that's what you get for being codex yeah <laughs> so like great i should have access to every single spell that comes from the imperium like oh it's an imperium spell yeah i know that Period. We know all of it. Yeah, I don't even care. That's how far I'm going with it. A version of that spell that, or something that has a similar effect because that's how the gene seed works. It's meant to be something that's kind of a, a conglomerate of a bunch of uh, less than loyal gene seeds. So why don't you have access to those spells? All right. We're... Walt, I love your idea. I've been on board with that for a long time. I also think something that would help fix them because I don't understand this to begin with is they all get nemesis force weapons. They fight demons. What do demons have? Invuln saves. What do invuln saves not care about? Your AP. Why do their force weapons not at least lower invuln saves? I, I think, honestly, the first thing for Grey Knights would be, one, working on the AP of some of their heavy weapon teams. And I use air quotes when I say heavy weapon units because their heavy weapon is really lackluster and you're just counting on masses of shots. And two, I would drop points. They need to come down and chapter approved by a lot. I mean, if you really want to say what would be the quickest fix without a new codex, which we're going to wait on, it would be drop the points and increase AP on some of their heavy weapons. Psychic powers? Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. If they don't have shock, shock assault, they should have it, and they should get boulder discipline. Here's a shout-out to Castell and Crow. I need Antoine to do minus one. AP, and I'll be happy. Oh, and Nova Cleansing Flame. <laughs> Is there anything you like about your codex? Picture on the front. 
Thanks for Cave Infinity is pretty sweet. Come on. Lots of baby smite. Baby smite for days. That's pretty sweet, right? Honestly, I do feel like custodes are the way Grey Knights should be stat-wise. Like, Grey Knights are supposed to be, like, five dudes dropping in and kicking ass. And it's just not, it's not that way. I mean, arguably, Space Marines are supposed to be that way, too. But, I mean, custodes are beefy. I mean, they're, they're not super crazy. Yeah, but there's a little bit of bounce set because they're also three models a pop versus five models a pop. Not that I'm saying it's a one-to-one -one ratio. But... Yeah, the, there's a there's a difference of points. There's a difference. Not that they've completely balanced it. We all know that Grey Knights are like the second worst to start his army. Hashtag Space Wolves need more. Um, but like, like, go look at 40k stats. It's true. <laughs> like so, but um, like the idea that you need to have that they need to have some axis for victory. That's where it really breaks down. If you look at like a lot of the Age of Sigmar armies. There's a lot of different types of axis, and I'm, I know here with, what the nice thing about Age of Sigmar is if you look at every different army, they have a different axis for victory. Like, yeah, yeah. So in that they, like, so you have the, 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 every Sigmar army feels like they play completely differently, and they're not trying to do just the same thing in their flavor. What you see in a lot of, uh, like, the uh, 40k armies is, I have a firebase, I have screens for said firebase, and I have some chaotic guys who move around a lot. You don't necessarily see that all the time in 40k. I mean, in uh, Age of Sigmar, all, uh, you know, Slanesh aside. We all know that. We all know that. I appreciate that you enjoyed the spirit game system, uh, Age of Sigmar, for its variety and nicer looking models. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. Finally, you have made it to the end of the show where it's Real Talk with the Pemcron, and we are going to answer the burning question, is Warhammer better than Magic the Gathering? I think we already know the answer to this, but let's cover it. At any given gaming store, you can find droves and droves of Magic the Gathering players on Friday night, right? From Friday Night Magic. But you'll be lucky to find a handful of wargaming players, and even luckier if they happen to be playing the same war game as you, because there's... You know, Bolt Action, there's Warpath, there's Kings of War, there's Age of Sigmar, there's 40k. I mean, even even among the Games Workshop fans, there is a split between Age of Sigmar and 40k, where I know a lot of people that don't play one or the other, which seems weird to me, but it's true. So, of course, there's several reasons why uh, Wargaming is not as popular as Magic the Gathering, and I'll cover those, but... I wanted to use this kind of weird non-apples-to-apples, or I'll say apples-to-oranges comparison, because, you know, a lot of the things we complain about Wargaming is even worse in Magic, and I'm shocked that because Wargaming and Magic cover the same demographic of people, you know, the people that hang out at comic book stores or gaming stores or just kind of nerds in general, you would say, it's weird that Magic is so darn popular and Wargaming is not, when I feel that Wargaming is definitely the superior system. But before I go too far into this conversation, I want to have full disclosure with you guys. I've been playing Magic the Gathering on and off since about 1997, where actually it's McStorman in our childhood. McStorman introduced me to Magic the Gathering. So 
I still play it casually now. I don't go to tournaments or anything like that. I never really did. I was always like, you know, kitchen magic or whatever you want to call it, kind of like kitchen hammer, where it was just me and my friends. And, you know, we use all the old cards as well as the new cards. We don't keep up with the certain formats or any of that nonsense. So I am not, I guess, I guess I'm kind of an old hammer uh, magic player, I guess you could say. But having said that, I do love Magic the Gathering. I definitely think that it is... Uh, it has earned its place as a great legendary game that people play all the time, all across the world, and I'm not hating on Magic the Gathering at all, but being that they share so much of the same demographics, it's very strange to me that they don't overlap even more with the number of players. So the first thing that we wanted to cover is that uh, a lot of people say that 40k is just list building, right? Well, Magic is even more so just list building. If you think list building wins games and loses games in 40k, then it definitely doesn't magic. We often hear complaints on the internet about the power curve and the meta, where lists are so well tuned in one direction that a very different list can sometimes take it down easily because it's just the the antithesis for it. Sometimes you hear people complain that you should just, you know, uh, compare army lists and it would be easier to see who would win without even having to play because it only matters how much they stack up against each other. Um, and, you know, that's not untrue, but we're talking about a game where we still have deployment choices, reserve choices, terrain to either use or get around, and 360-degree movement, um, different ranges for things where certain things can or cannot shoot or assault or affect each other. Um, you know, you don't want to get your shooting units in combat? Well, don't. Stay out of it. Keep them away from it. So in other words, even if you are poorly equipped to handle your opponent, there's a multitude of ways that you can still stay in the game and maybe even win despite your matchup of lists. Magic, on the other hand, is purely list building in comparison because of the lack of uh, lateral choices. So in other words, your only choices you have for each creature is to either attack or use an ability if it has one or to block. There are no lateral choices like taking cover or staying out of another unit's range or, you know, um, being elevated where a a unit can't get you or, you know, having a character nearby to buff a unit or something like that. I suppose you could say that, like, instants and enchantments are your version of lateral options because they do affect, you know, buff or debuff units, quote-unquote, as creatures. But that depends on you drawing them, and then you can only use them once usually. So it's not like, it's not a constant option, it's a situational option. When someone attacks with a creature, and it's like an 8-8, and the other person has a a really weak creature like a 2-2 to defend it, there's an automatic outcome for this. There's no dice rolling, there's no probability. Um, Of course, you could bring in another card, but at the baseline you know what's going to happen. You know, barring like an instant being played, there's a zero chance the regular old, you know, weak creature, the 2-2 creature, is going to survive combat or kill an 8-8. Whereas in 40k, any bloodthirster could whiff all of his hits against a guardsman. It may not be likely, but it's possible. Now, I have two Imperial Guard Sentinels with battle honors on their halls for, for surviving two full game turns in close combat with a Demon Prince. And they survive the rest of the game. So believe it or not, these stupid chicken kickers, against all odds, they survived and they got battle honors for it. That's why I give out battle honors. 
Um, and Magic the Gathering just doesn't have that sort of lateral movement or that possibility for things to be random and or you know you to affect them in ways that aren't necessarily in your deck that would be like your codex saying oh you know you can your army can only do this on the tabletop or can only do you know let's say i mean it's hard to say because there are exceptions to the rule every that's what an army is every codex has exceptions to the rule i get that but the base game, even without codexes, even if we all played Space Marines and we all had the same unit, there are still options to be had. Now, you could also say that with Magic because you don't know when you're going to draw what cards, and that's the randomness. But I don't feel like it's quite the same. It's actually limiting your options. It's not you using your options at different times. Another key point between Magic the Gathering and uh, Warhammer or Wargame in general is that they do both kind of use random mechanics. Obviously, Wargaming does with the dice, but so does Magic. You know, obviously, Warhammer's randomness comes from the dice. Outside of special rules, you have no control over how you roll. But you can hedge your bets and be sure to position smartly or have a character to buff or, you know, whatever. Use your special rules accordingly. I mean, we've all had games where the dice screwed us. Just having a bad luck dice day can completely level the playing field that's really what the job of the dice is in a war game is to make sure it's not absolutely rock paper scissors like magic is um you know on a bad luck dice day the most ignorant net list someone brings could still fail like that demon prince with the chicken kickers you know it just it's not guaranteed at all it could be argued that if your dice were really on fire the worst player could take on just about anybody regardless of tactics or whatever while we love to complain about our dice, they are what make this game more even between different lists that are different skills levels or different difficulty levels or whatever. Now, on the flip side, Magic, the combat isn't random at all. A uh, higher number beats a smaller number every single time without question. It takes special rules or something else interfering to change that fact. The randomness in Magic comes from the drawing phase, because unless you are a cheater who fixed his deck, you don't know what card is coming up next. That is a fun way to play the game. Never sure what is coming up next. But it makes you more reactionary in your tactics and makes you plan less. Because you can't quite ever be sure exactly what you're going to get. you got to shuffle your deck. They get to cut your deck and all that. Of course, you can design a deck based around searching through your deck and getting certain cards when you want them. But then those cards allowing you to do that are taking up space in your deck that could be used for cards that provide more choices or offer more punch in the game. The randomness in this game is your options turn by turn, not the outcome of your options like 40k. Whereas 40k, your options are pretty static between like uh, unit abilities or your positioning or your range or whatever. Um those options are always there but then the dice help augment the result of those options whereas magic actively limits and randomizes your actual options that would be like if you're playing a game with uh warhammer and you're like oh let me see if i can move my my unit this turn and you you know on the roll of a three up you can move all of your units or on the a three up you can shoot your units or on a three up you can charge or Oh, do I get to save this turn? Well, let me see. Let me roll to see if I can save. Like, that's essentially what that is. It's it's actively limiting and randomizing your options 
not affecting the outcome of the options that you choose, which is essentially what Warhammer does. I find this to be much less fulfilling as a game mechanic than being able to make decisions that have a certain chance of succeeding and then seeing how they roll. And another key point between these two games is that Warhammer and Wargaming in general is a hobby and a game. Magic is really not a hobby. Some of you might want to fight me on that, but it's the truth. I also think that Wargaming is unique in the fact that it practically becomes a lifestyle. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm recording a podcast about it, you know? Um... We spend so much time assembling, customizing, painting our models, etc., etc. You know all about it. It becomes extremely personal and rewarding for us. There are huge portions of our demographic that only hobby and never even play the game. That is how rewarding it can be for some people. It's relaxing. It allows you to space out and have some quiet time and escape from regular life. This is a completely alien thing to people that uh, play card games because... They don't do anything with their cards except collect them and sort them. I suppose you could say that the hunt for cards and collectible nature of the game is magic, is the magic player's pastime, and maybe that's their hobby. But to me, that seems much less fulfilling than literally creating your own army to play with, your color schemes, your, you know, your basing options, your war gear, and all of that. And, and a lot of people like myself have narratives for all their homebrew armies. You know, you don't do that in magic. I've never. Well, maybe as a joke, I've seen people re-picture magic cards and have a whole themed army with, you know, like Star Wars and all their cards have the same rules as the cards that they replaced, but they've got pictures of people, you know, but that's, I've never really seen that very much. I've seen that a couple examples online, but that is definitely not the average thing that they do um, when you're playing magic. In the end, everyone is different and has a different view of what's fun and better. The important thing for us to do is find something that makes us happy and go for it. Uh, you know, within legal limits, I suppose. I, I still love magic, but I've definitely found a home in miniature wargaming, and my wife can testify that his infiltrated every facet of my life. I think in a good way, but I guess she might <laughs> she might say otherwise. But I just feel like this is such a much more rewarding uh, hobby and the game is, you know, I like having all of the options and being a big boy and change, uh, choosing my options for myself versus you telling me this turn, Oh, you can't do this or you can't do this because that seems arbitrary. You know, like I said, I love magic. Magic's a great game, but I think Warhammer is a much better game. It's a much better hobby and it's a better, better use of time and money. A lot of you would say that, you know, uh, well, okay, let me start. I feel like magic is a bit of a rat race because the constant need to keep up with the new sets and the new formats and the, you know, the cycling out of old sets and what is it, a year and a half or something. And you can only arguably have a deck. If you started with the the newest set now, I think your deck would only be good for like a year and a half or something. And then you definitely have to buy new. Now, a lot of you might argue and say, oh, well, you've got to constantly be buy, buy, buy for Warhammer, and that's absolutely not true. If you were a uh, rogue trader player, right, you could figure out how to use all of the models that you have in Rogue Trader, or especially something like Second Edition. Uh, you could still use those beaky marines, you could still use those tiny little orcs that were weird Mongolian themed orcs. You could, you could do all of that still, and nobody is forcing you to buy new. 
I mean, even with Primaris out and the, you know, I mean, they're trying their best to make you buy more, but you certainly don't have to buy more. Where Magic, you absolutely have to buy more if you want to stay current. You could bring your tiny 25 millimeter Terminators to a tournament. I don't think anybody could possibly say a thing to you because normally the rule is that whatever base the model came with is the base that you can put it on. And, you know, there's old metal Terminators. I still have some that, um, that came with 25 millimeter bases. I mean, heck, regular Marines aren't even on 25s anymore. They're on 32s. So I'm just saying overall that I think that this is a much better hobby and I'm a little shocked that more people are not in it. I know it's getting bigger and bigger, but it's not a drop in the bucket compared to the number of participants of Magic the Gathering. And it seems weird. Now, on the other hand, there's a lot less to do in Magic, which I already covered, but that is also kind of the benefit of Magic as well, is that there's a lot less to do. So you get more casual people into Magic because they're just casual. They don't want to paint an army and assemble an army. They want to buy the freaking cards and play the freaking game. So, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit of a hipster about stuff and I want to be cynical. But, of course, Magic is still a legitimate game. It's still fun. Tons of people like it. I just guess it also applies more to the lowest common denominator of players where no matter you know you don't need space for a table you don't need space for an army transport you don't need to buy all these you literally if you wanted to you could buy one deck and keep it for a year and a half and then make a new deck and keep it for a year and a half or whatever the cycle is and i guess you don't need to keep buying um so I guess it could be said both ways, but I just feel like that's more of what happens is everyone wants the new cards for the new sets because of power creep and whatnot. And I, I guess the same thing happens to Warhammer, so I guess I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> no, I stand by everything I said here. You can come fight me if you want. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Come fight me, Magic players. <laughs>